Hey everybody, here your uh, physical educator Juan Baez, and welcome to another episode of your podcast, Edification and Well-Being. Today, we'll be talking about the sense of hearing, uh, continuing with my series of the human senses. Um, we're going to talk about the hearing. We, today is going to be a, a rather, I would say, short episode compared to my previous ones. Um, but anyways, if as I've said before, like if you feel like I could have mentioned something else, remember I'm not a specialist in, in um, the neurology of the human senses or anthropology or anything. I'm just a physical litigator trying to understand how our body works and how to implement these things in, in my services as a personal trainer or a physical educator. Um, but if you have anything else to add up, of course, it would be amazing. You know, send me an email, uh, send me a voicemail, and we'll, or if you are a specialist in any of these things that I'm talking about in the senses or, or neuroscience, we can have a, uh, a deeper conversation about it and it will be super interesting. So, anyways, um, all of my contact information before we continue. Uh, well, first, and, and as always, thank you for listening. And all of my contact information for you to either send me a voicemail or to uh, give me a review of the podcast or to have a, a, a conversation or request a, 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 a chat, not an interview, just a chat with me in the podcast. Uh, my contact information will be down below as well as my uh, the the link for supporting this podcast uh, either on Patreon or on uh, Anchor.fm. On Patreon, then there's uh, I'm trying to move more to Patreon. There I can put a, little, a couple more things. For example, for my for the people who donate to the podcast, and you will have access to the references that I use for, for my episodes. And then uh, I'll, uh, I'll start doing Q&As and, and other things that you can get by donating. And you can start donating you know, from $1 uh, up to however much you want. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then so we're doing this series, Right of the Senses, and I already have the sense of touch. And uh, the previous one was the sense of sight. And as I said, today is going to be the sense of hearing. A very interesting one, I would say. Um, but again, I mean, if, if you feel like uh, I missed something, then just let me know. All right. So without further ado, let's go and let's talk about the sense of hearing. Alright, so here we are. Um, today's Friday. I'm having a nice glass of whiskey while I do this. And, well, whiskey with, uh, mixed with some uh, rum cured uh, grapes and raisins and pineapples. So this, this should be good. So anyways, the sense of hearing, right? Um, as I've said before, uh, it's just like every other sense, you know, it works together with other senses and uh, there is no such thing as one sense being isolated from the rest of the senses. Um, and it is very essential and it has been very essential for our evolution, okay? So I'm going to start with a little anatomy of the human ear. Um, as I said in the introduction and as I've said before in the previous episodes about the senses, again, I am I'm not mentioning the whole anatomy here you're not here for anatomy class however i think it is important to know some parts of 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 of, of 
the the organs that that are uh, and the set the organs and and how it works in the senses so that you have a better idea. All right. However, and again, you can correct me. That would be awesome. Anyways, let me know if I'm wrong. But anyways, uh, the first part that I want to mention is the auricle. Auricle. I don't know if uh, if that's how it's pronounced. You can correct me. Anyways, this is kind of like the outer structure of the ear, and it is composed of skin. Okay, uh, cartilage, some hair, and it is shaped like a weird funnel, right? Uh, uh, I, I'd say kind of like a p pavilion, right? That's how when I studied um, uh, special education and we were uh, uh, talking about the uh, the the uh, auditory problems uh, in in students, we were discussing the anatomy, and that's how the professor would call it. He was it was in Spanish, so he would say pabellón uh, or a pavilion. Uh, because it is this form of this, uh, I would say, ancient Greek, Roman, Greco-Roman uh, uh, theater slash pavilion in which uh, the chairs go uh, diagonally upwards and then everything goes to the center and the center was, is where everything happened. Then that's, that's why he mentioned that. Um, anyways, this uh, pavilion or funnel has ridges all over and part of this external ear and... and then, uh, besides the pavilion, and well, in the pavilion area, there is the, I, I don't know how to mention it, concha or conca, okay, uh, and this is part of the part of the pavilion that is closest to the head, and it looks like a little tongue, right? If you look at the ear from a side, there is kind of like a little uh, a bump very close to your cheek, uh, and it looks like a little tongue, tongue, and then there is the helix, right? Um, then. There is the tympanic membrane, uh, or some, uh, it's called the eardrum, and it is the fringe, this is the fringe between the outer ear and the middle ear. It's kind of like a division uh, wall, I would say, which, which divides the outer ear and the middle ear. Okay, then there is the middle ear, which is composed of a cavity uh, uh, and ossicles, which are little bones and little muscles and nerves. Okay, then there is the eustachian tubes, which help the uh, ventilation of the ear and equalizing pressure of both sides of the tympanic membrane. So there is not the same pressure inside and outside of the ear. Uh, then we have the inner ear, which is which contains liquid, uh, a liquid called endolymph. I think it's called endolymph. Um, and some bony structures, right? And then there is the vestibular system, which is an apparatus in the inner ear that involves balance, right? And which, in a sense, it is sort of like another sense, balance, proprioception, right? It's this sensation or sense of, of positioning in the environment, which I'm gonna talk about later on. But anyways, like every other sense, uh, uh, this one has evolved over millions of years and it was not always you know what we have today or what it is today not in humans and not in other species all right uh, with sensorial capacities because not every other species can listen um, but anyways according to evolutionary scientists it must it must have been around a million years after some aquatic animals evolved into a, a land animals for hearing to begin and it was an adaptation for sound localization um, and hearing can be found in different uh, different con configurations, I would say. 
uh, of capacity in different mammals and birds and reptiles and amphibians, which means that even some species without outer and middle ear can hear. It's a weird thing, right? And I, I guess it's a different, uh, of course, a different anatomy and the, 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 the laws of physics, at least with of, of vibration and sounds apply differently to these animals. But um, I guess this is very important to mention. I've been uh, discussing and having I don't know. I've been having conversations with many people, and one of the things I've been mentioning is that we we think that the things we have as a species, or we tend to think, many of us tend to think that the things we have as a species are only unique to us, and we tend to. Um, I I think the term is anthropomorphize everything right or give a human form to everything and that's why when we see like alien movies the alien it, aliens still have ears you know in, in a way that looks like human uh, or they have the, a human a humanoid shape and it's not necessarily like that right not everything has the human form and it is very important for us to understand that um so and, and i guess it is important because once we realize that not everything is how we are then we i guess we we develop a better curiosity curiosity of how things are and a better vision of how things should be in us as a species and behavior and utilizing our our systems or for functioning as as, as a, spe a unique species that we are unique in the sense that that i mean there is no other species that is human right and so such as there is no other species that is feline and whatnot uh or according to our own uh individual biological attributes so and, and understanding that will give us i i think a great advantage but that will be a good thing to talk with a maybe an, an anthropologist or or and evolutionary biology. So if you're one of them, just let me know. Anyways, um, in the case of human, hearing has not just been a tool for us to uh, locate the origin of a sound, but to also determine danger, right? Stressful situations to hunt and even knowing when something is ready or broken. Uh, this can be noticed, for example, when you see uh, an old lady or an old gentleman or no or anybody it doesn't matter if, if they're old or not at the market right and they're sort of like tapping a watermelon uh, or tapping a, a another fruit and listening to determine if it's ready to eat or not right if it's ripe or it's still green in a sense um i do remember when my uh, my father is a mechanic and i remember when i was uh little and you know, growing up and helping him he would try to find, he would ask me, for example, to turn a car on and try to follow the sound of the engine and, and where in the end, in certain areas of the engine, the sound was coming to determine more or less, not always, you know, very specific, but more or less what the issue was. And I, I was surprised because I, surprisingly, most of the time, he knew what was going on. He would say, well, this is this, or this is, I don't know, I don't remember the, the names of the pieces of an engine, but this is this, this is that. Um, or if he didn't kind of like, you know, hit it uh, there straight in the point, he would be very close to where the problem was versus just not 
listening, his sense of hearing. Um, we can see these things also in uh, in a more, I would say, survival thing. Uh, in hunters, when they stop moving and they stop making noise to determine where their prey is located or how far the prey is, or to determine if, if the roar of a possible predator, right, or attacker, attacker uh, represents an imminent threat. Um, or in more modern, time, modern times, well, that's why you said that uh, the mechanic that, you know, pop, ask you to pop up the, the, uh, the hood and, and listen. Also chefs, like I, I, I was a chef for, for quite, uh, uh, quite some time. And I remember that, I, when I was big, uh, starting, I worked with this guy who, I mean, he's, he did, uh, study culinary arts and all that, but he would always say like, when you're searing a steak in the grill or in the griddle, uh, he would say, listen to it, right? And he would know more or less because of, of by the sound, how, you know, the the, uh, the stage of cooking, or he would just turn around and when he would listen for like boiling water, the sound that, that you know, the, 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 the bubbles of steam come up, and make a sound, he would know that then at that moment he had to turn around and put whatever he wanted to put in the water. It was very interesting with oil, it's the same thing where you're like frying or deep frying something and you start hearing little sort of like crackling, then you know that it is ready to, to deep fry. So it's very interesting that we can use our our hearing capacities to, to uh, I mean, at a great extent. extent. Um, and because of that, the capacity of hearing, just like every other sense, I'm sorry, influences cognition, right? How So we learn through it and our brains shape according to what we listen to, how much we listen to it and how long or, you know, or low or high pitch, etc. Right? That, that neuroplasticity. Um, and we learn from nature, right? When we are, let's say, climbing trees, I'm, I like the, the concept of natural movement as a physical educator and trainer. And I'm always playing around and climbing trees and all that. But then you have, like, if you see a little, if you hear a little crack when you're uh, uh, climbing a tree, then you have sort of like an idea that the branch is not strong enough to, to hold your weight um, and so on. Okay, so and then also it adds up to so that adds up to our intelligence, right? Physically, physical intelligence, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, spiritually, or spiritual intelligence. I've been saying spiritual intelligence for many people to understand. Many people are like, well, I say consciousness, and they're like, yeah, but what do you mean? Um, I don't like to say spiritual much because many people tie or relate that to religion, and it has nothing to do with it, right? The, our spiritual intelligence has to do with with self-faith faith and self-determination and all that, okay? Anyways, and hearing is also a very important social component for communication, not just for hearing and listening, but for the development for speech, right? That's where we sort of like start imitating. And that is why uh, uh, imitating like tones of voice, and that's why we use like voice inflections to convey our spoken messages, all right? You go on a date, and you don't wanna be screaming. You go on a date, and you wanna speak soft and low and sort of like more controlled and relaxed. When you're angry, you lower your voice. When you're excited, you're, let's say you're at a ball game with your friend, and you, the, uh, the, 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 
uh, one of the players, you know, like the one that's batting, just bats the ball and the ball goes out of the field and comes out straight to you, you catch it, you scream, ah! and that tone of voice uh, conveys that, that message of excitement, okay? Also, that is why we utilize different type of sound frequencies and, and beats in music and, or, again, verbal uh, voice inflection in songs or uh, even in instruments, right? We, we change the tone at which we play to sort of like awake certain feelings or create certain uh, uh, messages that we want to convey. Uh, and we do that in albums, we do that in movies, we do that in seminars, they do it at church. Now, right, it's not, for example, church music is interesting because it's, it's not there just for the sake of music, right? It has a purpose and it's created the way it is created and the people that sing in church sing the way they sing to, to influence in your emotions towards the message they want to say, okay? Uh, in politics, they do the same, right? The fanfares come up and the presidents stand up and it's that I, that, that message of, hey, you know, shut up, the president's going to talk or whatever, okay? Um, and I, I guess that, you know, most probably due to evolutionary needs, we develop these capacities to hear and determine. Um, although we're not always right, okay? Um, as I said, we speak and make sounds in ways that will influence other what other people think or other people's perception towards us. And from the receiving end, from the hearing side, uh, to know more or less the intentions of others. Even when we're not seeing the other person, as it happens during a phone call, right? You're not seeing that person, but that person talks to you and you sort of, uh, due to the, because of their voice inflections, you know more or less. Um, you know what what are they their intentions okay um i guess you know hearing something as i said is very important to to us as a species right and to many people's surprise we can hear beyond what we think um we just we're so involved in in i would say in single task or in 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 focusing on just one thing so much that we have to a sense or, or, or you know, in a way sort of like lost or forgotten about our capacity to listen. I, I as an example, you know, I've, I've been in different places with my family or we travel or let's say we were here in Florida, so we go to Disney and all that and I hear something and my wife or my stepson or my, my daughter is like, how do you hear that? Right, but I have exercised my hearing capacities over the years. Uh, I, as an example, I used to do martial arts, and one of the things that the sensei would do, he would they would he would just uh, cover our eyes with a piece of a uh, like a piece of fabric or anything, and we had to. There was no fighting, right? But he he would have different people kind of like moving around you, and. It's funny because as I speak, I'm doing exactly that. I'm closing my eyes and imagining people moving around me. So anyways, he would have people moving around me and then I, you know, one person would make a noise and I would have to sort of like try to reach or get to that person. Uh, and we did that so much that I would say that that helped me develop that capacity to listen farther out, right? To sort of like block everything else and focus on uh, to what I wanted to hear. Uh, as another example, 
I, I like to, I like silence. This is one of my best, uh, uh, I think, therapies. I love silence. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a way for me to be able to listen to myself. But anyways, when I, when I am in a very quiet place, I try to focus my attention, my hearing uh, or listening attention to different things, like see how far I can I can listen, right? And if I can uh, hear the cars in the uh, on the road. I remember when I started with my wife, uh, I was at her uh, apartment and we were just talking and we were just laying on the ground, and I was talking just about this and about the the what I learned in martial arts, and I say, hey, let's do an exercise, and. So she agreed, and I said, well, you know, let's be just quiet, just quiet. Let's, well, we turned down the music, we turned off everything, we stopped making any noises. And then all of a sudden, after a couple of minutes, after a couple of minutes, she was able to listen to the cars driving down the avenue, which is maybe three quarters of a mile away. She would never, uh, she was never able to do that up until she sort of like said, all right, let's quiet down and relax. And that was a great exercise for her. Um, and she was very surprised she, she could listen, you know, like to neighbors TV, uh, people talking around and she was able to sort of like play around and determine like where something was coming from. Um, and that's, that's a great exercise. And I, I think if we, if we exercise our senses, not just the capacity to hear, but every single sense, I guess we can develop a better use for them instead of forgetting about them and you know diving or diving deeper and deeper into the noises uh, and, and, and the picturesque society that we live in all right uh, so just like in the sense of uh, touching and as in the sense of uh, um, sight I brought a couple of exercises that I wanted to share with you and one of those is very interesting you lock yourself up in a dark room right uh, and you turn the lights off say you know you stay very quiet as quiet as you can and just listen okay and when you listen what do you hear do you hear your heartbeats do you hear your you know you swallowing your own saliva if you move do your head you hear your like joints snap a little bit or, or uh, uh, click do you hear your breathing sounds or some other noise in your surroundings? Let's just say that you are in your living room. Do you hear wind outside? Do you hear rain? Do you hear anything? And just, it is a simple exercise to develop awareness of your sense of hearing. Just sit there as quiet as possible and listen and try to determine what is it that you're listening. Um, another exercise, super cool. This is for teams. Uh, personal trainers can do this. Uh, physical educators can do this. Um, and we used to do it in martial arts. I used to do it uh, when I was a physical education teacher. And it was very interesting. Just make sure that you make it doing it in a, in a safe place, uh, open space. Okay. So you cover your eyes or you cover someone's eyes with a piece of fabric. Right. And just like I mentioned with my martial art exercises, just someone like moving around that person quietly, as quiet as possible, and then ask them to make a sound and stop moving. All right, so the person that's moving around makes a sound, let's say snapping a fi your fingers, you know, a or a moan or a clap or something like that. And at that moment, that person would stop moving. And the exercise for the person who has their eyes covered is to determine where 
that sound came from and if that person can move towards uh, the origin of that sound okay uh, and that's very interesting and you can do it you know like having that person stopping and the, the person that's moving around having having that person stopping so that the person who's just listening move there or the person that's moving around have them do kind of like a continuous move and see if the person who is listening can follow that sound continuously safely of course but try to follow it like just making a constant constant snap and move in different directions to see if that person can follow that's very a very very nice exercise for the for for hearing another one for adults and this one involves kind of like emotions and things like that and it's uh, you can play with it you know what's in a that's in a, a, a sex type of play um, and I would say you know playing with different rhythms of music while making love right and then um, see if you can just follow the beats specifically to that beat as the music changes like you put your Spotify in a very romantic kinky music and see if you can <laughs> play with it right um, or simply just uh, it, it could be for anything right but just say you know what thoughts what emotions come up to your mind as you listen to different uh, sounds and be very aware of it and you don't have to say anything to anybody this are uh, something that you can do uh, on your own uh, but still it, it is a way for you to develop awareness and consciousness about your sense of hearing or just play with it you know as you drive try to just shut up and listen and see if you can listen to cars uh, determine what type of car have you know happen to pass by you like sometimes you can if you pay attention you can determine uh, if it's a truck sometimes pickup trucks have a specific sound uh, race car has a specific sound if you vans happen to have different specific sounds and trucks and so on and of course you won't close your, your eyes while driving but just listen right lower the windows you know focus on your driving and see if you can without using peripheral vision determine the cars that surround you and that would be a very great exercise to try okay so anyways that'll be it for today thank you for listening i would ask you um again if you if if you have any more ideas of exercises for listening um let me know send me an email all of that will be in the description of this episode or let me know in a voicemail Okay, and if you like this podcast and this episode, leave me a review on Stitcher or Apple or Apple Podcast. Uh, these two are very important, and and that'll help other people. Uh, uh, you know, the, the the podcast to sort of like reach out a little more people and let people know about me. Um, yeah, you leave me a review, and we'll talk to you in the next sense. All right, next one is gonna be I don't know maybe taste. What are we going to taste? I like that one because I was a chef, so I may talk about, a lot about food and, and, and exploration. But anyways, we'll talk in the next episode, maybe in two or three weeks. Have a good one.